Blog Talk Radio. Comments 
there or put any questions in the chat room and you don't want to call in, you are welcome to do so. Um, so today, we also have a Facebook group called the Blue Click. It's a group. It's not a fan page. So it's um, fairly small and intimate at this point. So if you want to place any comments there, I will be checking on Facebook. If you want to join us, feel free to join us because we always have really good, interesting comments, discussions, information um, on there also. Um, and this topic today kind of stemmed from uh, one of our Facebook discussions concerning women and what they kind of what what they know or think they might know about men or what they should know or need to know um, based off of misconceptions as far as relationships may be concerned or what they always wanted to know about men but have really not been able to understand or not gotten a definitive answer or satisfying answer. So that's kind of some stuff we're going to get into today. So this is not going to be the typical tabloid, what men, women relationship, what's going on with relationships. This is going to be, this is all blue click style. So it's all about the spiritual side, the spiritual aspect, the non-physical and how that trickles into the physical. So it's not going to be tabloid, Atlanta Housewives kind of man bashing or anything like that. We really want to get some answers. We really want to really get into the source, dig deep, dig some scabs, really kind of find out and figure out what's going on. That's why we're here. So if you're in for that kind of discussion, um, if anybody has not experienced who we are on the Blue Click from the podcast or from Facebook, we really try to get past all of the feelings, emotional sensitive stuff, so don't get too sensitive <laughs> if you're offended or anything along those lines, any anything that, you know, gets hurts you or touches you, it's because that's something that is giving you an indication that there might be something you want to pay attention to. So we invite your your input. Um again, we just want some open, honest, authentic discussion. So where I want to, um, well, before we get started, um, Sean or Aaron, do you have any opening comments of where you want to start this conversation? It's a big topic, so we could really probably do a whole series on this, but um, we'll see how today goes. But I just want to really talk about, um, as a woman, specifically a black woman, um, how we, how I got my ideas of what relationships are, what relationships are supposed to be, um, and that was mainly from watching family members. I've got older brothers and sisters, and um, church, friends, media, television, uh, and it really was kind of a learning process for me as to what is acceptable and what is not. And what really I had to do is to take a good look at myself and try to see what it was that I wanted to get from the relationship. And what I noticed is a lot of times either relationships are, in my experience, 
where I learned that it really has to come from from completing and healing myself. Is it's usually a tool <laughs> or a resource, and I think a lot of people tend to look at um, a lot of women when I hear what they're looking for or how they approach relationships is either a a tool or a resource in order to get something or achieve something or attain something. Um, so, John, what are your thoughts about relationships being looked at as a tool or a resource rather than what I would say rather than a partnership? It, it's exactly that. It, it, it's a tool or resource, but it's never really looked at in its proper context, which in my estimation, the proper context is <clears throat> it's a reflection. It's a reflection. Relationships are a reflection. Mm-hmm. And, and and all of the conversation that I hear centered around relationships all pretty much say the same thing. They talk about how, you know, you have to change how you relate to the man and men and women relate differently. And they get into all of the communication aspects of what the relationship is and how to communicate effectively with a man and how a man should communicate effectively with a woman, and yada, 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 yada. But it never gets to the real, um, the meat and the heart of what a relationship is. A relationship is a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. That's what a relationship is first and foremost. So when you hear people talk about how they're going to attract a better mate, or how can they attract this and attract that and this and that and the third, they're they're you know they're making alterations in their immediate psyche just so they can on some level attract that very thing. But it's deeper than that. It's how you feel about yourself. Everything that goes on outside of you is a reflection of what's going on inside of you. What is a reflection of the conversation that you are having with yourself? Is everything in the people that make their way into your life are reflections of they bring in the energy that you are radiating. The energy that you are pushing for because that's what you're holding on to. So, you know, to, to make it simple, the person who feels or the woman who feels like she's less than dirt is going to attract someone who will, will treat her less than dirt. You know what I'm saying? She's not mm-hmm. going to attract someone mm-hmm. who's going to show her that other aspect of herself because that's what she's not believing or holding as true about herself. All these people that are talking about attracting men and men this and men this and you need to tell them to be, if you're not dealing with you, if you're not radiating the very thing that you want to attract into your life, then you're just bullshit. You're bullshit. You're you're playing games. You know, I'm going to use this language instead of this language. And you, you cannot solve a problem at the level of the problem. You cannot, that's human shit, and you're never going to solve it with human, you know, human conversation and human understanding. You, everything, everything is energy. Everything is spiritual. Everything is that first. So if you want to change your quote-unquote reality, you have to change what it is you think about yourself and the conversation that you have with yourself. All those people that are running around doing all this for the world and helping people and serving church dinners on Saturdays and all of this stuff to try to garner some sense of usefulness in the of themselves or a or, or, or reason that they can feel good about themselves, 
they're never getting to the point, the part that alters those very things that they want to experience. You know, they they, they, mm-hmm. they fill the lives with bullshit. And I have to say this too, man. Religion, 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 religion. Religion <laughs> has done a number on people mm-hmm. as they relate to one another, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. men to women, especially men yeah. to women. You know what I'm saying? So you got, you got, mm-hmm. you got 20 million women in church talking about they waiting for their boaz, and it ain't with. <laughs> like, listen, let's do the numbers. Women out. But there are more women than there are men, okay? That's first and foremost. There are more women than there are men. So, you know, you're working with with, with the deficit, not a noticeable one, but a deficit nonetheless. And and where was I going with that? Where was I going with that? You're talking about how the church... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, and you're, you're believing that men should be this and men should be based on... Listen, based on a book that isn't talking about people and actual events, and actual events in time and history. That's something completely different, but it still goes into this because people are believing fantasy and they're wanting these fantasies that they entertain or they think is reality to be the case. They want that to be true. You know what I'm saying? And every woman mm-hmm. you talk to, every single black woman you talk to will all tell you that they prayed up and they wait for, they, for their prince to come walking through the door. And they all mm-hmm. have biblical yeah. perception. Yeah, and that's not just church. That's TV, is. that's the happily yeah, ever after. Yeah, but it starts <laughs> in the church. It's all religious-minded. People talk about getting married and all of this stuff and finding mm-hmm. a mate and being with somebody. That's all religion. That's all religion. Yeah. Then you, you, it is. But just think about, if you think that it is religion and it goes along with, and, and the whole moral standard of what women have to uphold exactly. to. Exactly. Again, it has to do with has to do with yeah, it has to do with religion. Mm-hmm. But exactly. But if you think about one one thing that causes a lot of women to compromise themselves when looking for um, a mate is that they are there are so many things that tell you that you're flawed, and so mm-hmm. who's going to take me? So therefore, I have to, you know, if you, you know, if you're you're unclean or you are, you know, all of these things that they tell you if you're, you know, you're a sexual deviant or you have children or you have all these things that put you lower and lower and lower and lower and lower, and especially black women, if you don't look right, if you don't have the right hair, if you don't have the right hair, if you don't have the right skin color, if you don't have the right body, if you're this, all of this stuff that knocks you down further and further and further. So therefore, even if you think you are this confident, strong black woman, in your subconscious somewhere, you are constantly thinking that you're not good enough. So therefore, you, one, enter a relationship where you know you're already compromising because you just want somebody to love you and accept you. And two, once you're in the relationship, you enter this relationship under this umbrella of fear that you're going to lose this person. So therefore, all of your actions are based off of fear and insecurity. Um, you're super protective or, or, or you are um, clingy and want to be around them all the time or you are, um, 
super jealous or super insecure or you're waiting for the other shoe to drop or, you know, something is all being led from your subconscious insecurities, no matter how strong you are, until you heal that, until you see what it is, you're already sabotaging a relationship because you're already feeling I have to compromise because I've been led to the belief that I'm already flawed and that somebody is is going to not necessarily accept me, so I'm just going to have to accept what I get and make the best of it because I'm already unlovable and unacceptable. And I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how confident you think you are. If you grew up in a society, unless you've confronted those issues, you have them and you're acting upon them, no matter who you are. Just because you cannot be raised in this, you can't be raised in the United States of America and not have developed or had that placed on you because it starts the moment you realize that people are placing you in a different category than other people. So you're automatic, and then you add the church to it, (laughs) and it's further taking away your power because then you have to be another, there's a whole other subset of category that you have to fit into. That you're basically somebody's property, and there's more stuff that you have to put up with under that whole having somebody be, um, you know, having you come from a man's rib, and you can't even be a whole person. You had to come from a man's rib, and you're supposed to be submissive to your husband and any authority figure and, you know, everything else that the church puts on you is a whole other subset of stuff that puts you under another category, um, even lower that you have to put up with. And that's why I don't know what the stats are. You know, 45% of black women never get married um, because... You know, we automatically you're starting, you know, a mile away from from the starting line because you got to dig through all of that before you can even be a whole person. But you have you, you have to know that you're starting. You know, we don't even know that we're starting a mile away from the starting line. We think that we're equal to everybody else, and that misconception you never catch up because you never get to the point where you are willing to again look at yourself close enough to know that. Something is not quite right. Something is not equal. Well, I just have to, you know, it's not my fault. It's I'm not married because there's no good men out there. Yeah. Or they're all taken or they're all with, you know, white women or they're in jail or they're gay or whatever it is. That's why I don't have a man. It has nothing to do with me. I'm a good woman. Right. And that's what you hear quite a bit. Um, exactly. So, question... So you, Sean, you mentioned that, um, you know, instead of it being relationship, relationships are, instead of looking at it as a tool or a resource, it's more of a reflection of you put out there what you get back. I mean, you get you get back what you put out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's all, that's, that's, that's everything. In relationships, 
you know, exclusive mm-hmm. from that. That's everything. You know what I'm saying? That's, um, mm-hmm. you know, metaphysics 101, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You you reflect what you are. I mean, that's, that's you know, mm-hmm. that's not new age. You call it what the hell you want it, but it, it doesn't mitigate the fact that that's the case. You reflect what you are. So, you know, all of mm-hmm. most right. people don't want to understand that. They don't want to accept that. They want to continue to play mm-hmm. victim. The victim feels good. The victim mm-hmm. is comfortable, you know. So it's always, you know, right. why? It's you don't have I to don't take responsibility. Oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. You place the blame on 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 the other guy, and, and in this case, you place the blame on the man. You know, there are, there are no good men, and all men are dogs, and in that whole scenario. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Really <laughs> exactly. 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 You know that. They, let, they don't seem to ever get to the point where it, it's one of them lights that come on over the top of your head and see, you know, mm-hmm. what is it about me? You know, some some do, but very few. Most are still, you know, on TV or on reality shows or on talk shows spreading nonsense and writing mm-hmm. books and Steve Harvey is now the relationship mm. <laughs> You know mm. what I'm saying? They call Steve Harvey for advice. I'm like, yo. <laughs> right. <laughs> what would Steve do? Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all that kind of shit. But they never get to the point where they begin to begin see that, okay, I get it. You know, it, it, what, what, is, what am I doing? What am I throwing out there? Mm-hmm. What, why, is this, why does this keep happening to me? What is this saying to me? You know, and, and, and instead of taking that inward look, they continue to they go they go further outward. They go further mm-hmm. outward. Then they're all getting into the aesthetics mm-hmm. and they're paying thousands of dollars for hair and all of that kind of shit. You know, to present a certain image, but they never get to the point that the image they they never become that image that they that they try to create for themselves. Mm-hmm. So the problem persists because they don't do anything in terms of addressing the real root of the problem. And the real root of the problem mm-hmm. is you never take up the mantle of selfness. You never take up the mantle of being you. Everyone's running around trying to emulate what they see and what, you know, they're, who the people that they deem greater than them are doing. And then they run around trying to look like that person. You know, all these people run around looking like Beyonce or whoever else. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? And it's sad when you mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. it. You're running around trying mm-hmm. to look like someone else and totally forgoing who you are. Mm-hmm. You rather, you right. know, bow at the altar. So that's where you can see, right. right. So you can see the problem you know, instead of right. I mean, that's very blaring. And you're, never oh, you're not being able to you, you even know. see who you are, develop who you are, because you're trying to emulate someone. I don't know. Someone. Trying to be, I don't know, or trying to be. Now you're else. burning resources and time and energy mm-hmm. to try to look like someone else. That's crazy. And you wonder why you have no power. You wonder why you keep getting the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You wonder why. And then you ain't no good men, and men don't know how to act, and men don't know how to treat women. Mm-hmm. First thing, women don't understand men, and women go to other women to try mm-hmm. to understand men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you ever mm-hmm. get to the point where you got a brother that's willing to be completely honest with you? Man, sit with that dude and pick his brain. If you really want to know what's going on with men, mm-hmm. one of the things that society has built up is man is this big, tough, stoic, strong, can conquer everything, 
and do everything and he's the breadwinner and this and that and the third. And, then the, and, and, and the truth of the matter is every man that throws up that bravado is a scared little boy inside. He's definitely afraid that somebody's going to find out how afraid he is. The mm-hmm. bigger, the louder, the one who barks the loudest, the one who's throwing up gang signs and, 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 and all of that tough shit is the scaredest one out there. Ain't nothing more fragile than the ego and the psyche of a man who thinks that he's only that, a man, who is trying to align himself with what society says he should look like. Mm-hmm. Because what a man really is based on his his spiritual composition and makeup and what society says a man is, is, man, it's apples and oranges. It's apples mm-hmm. and oranges. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's apples and oranges. And women say, you know, men, they don't talk, they're insensitive, they don't care. Men, men, <laughs> men care too much if that's, if, if that's possible. And a lot of them, you know, they'll, they'll have all those, those deviant ways of acting and being and treating women like pieces of, you know, of objects and, you know, just one thing to, to, to toy with and play with because they're deathly afraid that somebody's going to figure their ass out one day. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. it's crazy mm-hmm. when you hear when you hear women talk about men and men are this and men and I'm like, you have no idea what the fuck a man is. You have no idea based on the shit that you're saying right here. You have no idea what a man really is. And the funny thing about it is, this is the catch twenty two. Women have really bought into this whole idea. So if you see a man showing vulnerability, or you see a man crying, or you see a man. In a, in a vulnerable state and allowing it to be expressed physically, you turn away or you, you, you make him feel bad for, for, for doing that because a man is supposed to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the very thing that, that if you ever got to the point where you allow that man to be what he mm-hmm. is and express himself the way he needs to, he would be so much more stronger for you than he would be based on trying to be what society says a man is. It's like the, the very things that make us strong, we push them down in one another. Mm-hmm. The thing that makes a man strong is to, to, to get to the point where he's safe enough to really, really be able to express himself. Right. Mm-hmm. And not really give a fuck who thinks what. Okay, you see tears in my eyes. What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And, and, uh-huh. and for a woman to foster an atmosphere that is conducive to that type of expression and able to be you know, without trying to put up pre- pretenses and I'm all right, I'm all right, that's when trouble starts. When you start lying right. about where you are and what you think and how you think it, oh, that's why you got motherfucking dudes in Atlanta fucking each other in their ass down. That's right. when trouble starts. You know what I mean? And then they're going home to their wives and shit. Like, you know. Because they can't be themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can't be yourself. Exactly. You can't be yourself at home. Right. 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 And you got to go do that and then come back and act you know, like you're normal. This is normal for me. I got a wife and kids. And, you know, it, 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 it would alleviate all of that shit. The very thing that, women, that, 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 that women say they want men to be, they won't allow them to be. You know, I want a man to be there. I want a man to, you know, uh, 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 um, I, I need somebody to grow old with. I need a partner. I want somebody mm-hmm. to really Again, be there. A genuine partnership, a genuine partnership is an understanding and a knowing of one another. It's not this fake 
pretense of this is what a man is, this is what a woman is, this is what you do, this is what I do. That's not it. And everything that I've listened to when I was, like, you know, thinking about who we're going to talk about in this show, every one of the shows that we pulled up and we're listening to were talking about those very things and addressing how you should do this and how you should do that from a human level. You should, you know. Uh-huh. There were a lot of, yeah, speaking of that, it was a lot of the, you know, I don't know how many women have the list of characteristics that my man has to have in order for me, you know, everything that I'm, I'm looking for in a man. And it was, you know, it really had nothing to do with looking at a man from, as a whole person, as a whole being. It was how he's going to entertain and satisfy me so that I will be, be so I'll be happy and so that I'll be I'll feel good and I'll feel secure and I'll feel safe but it has nothing to do with him being a, a whole person he was just a, it was just a list of characteristics or how he's going to make me look having that's these Walt characteristics Disney. that's so, that Walt Disney bullshit so yeah so it was that Walt Disney bullshit you know, he has to have a job, have making this many figures, and he has to be an outdoorsy person, and he has to, of course, be honest, and he has to be good with money, and he has to be funny, and he has to be athletic, and he has to be, you know, all of these things. But it's never, nothing to have to do with a, the whole person or if I have someone who's, you know, a, a healthy whole being that's going to help me to grow and and heal and be myself, and then therefore all of those things will will fall into place and come with it. But it, it, again, it all has to do with it, it's it's interesting that people will have a list of what they want someone else to have, but they don't necessarily have a list for themselves or how what they are going to like if you if you put that if you if you turn the tables and someone who may have a list, I have these are all of my desires and this is what I want to have and these are the things that I'm not compromising on. How many of those same characteristics do they have or if someone else said, okay, I have a list too. How many things on my list do you have? Would they be offended? Probably. Because once you reduce someone to a list of characteristics, um, but a lot of women, uh, somebody, t- they want you to bring all this stuff to the table, but they're not willing to say, this is what I'm bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. What are you offering? What are you bringing to the table? Who are you? What do you have? All the things that you seek, what is it that you have to offer? Um, it's in most of the, the, the ones that I, the list that I saw, the, one, the, the other podcast that I was listening to, it was just a bunch of, stuff that basically came down to I need to feel secure, I don't want to get hurt with with all of the, the characteristics of, you know, somebody who makes this much money and has these assets and is honest and, you know, does this and loves his mother and it's all, and his family is important and he believes in God and he goes to church. It's all of this very... I want to feel secure, and I want to feel protected, and I want to feel I don't want to get hurt, and I need to make sure that it's it's risk-free as possible, Um, which, again, it comes out to to me sounds like a 
a tool so that I will have as smooth sailing as possible so that I don't have to really do anything or go through anything, but this person can just carry me. So I don't have to mm-hmm. actually do any work myself is what it sounded like to me. Um, mm-hmm. And then all the mm-hmm. cultural well, stuff that tells that you. Wow. All of the cultural stuff that's on there that says you have a quote-unquote good man if you have, if he has these characteristics because I can't, what am I going to tell my friends or my family if he has this instead of this or he doesn't have these things? What am I going to tell my, you know, what are my friends going to think? What are my parents going to think? How am I going to, you know, take him to my, you know, family reunion and they're going to ask questions and they're going to find out all this stuff about him that I, you know, I can't have that. So it's it's in us again. Instead of it being a, a this is my um, an extension of my ego, rather than again loving the whole person. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting just the whole approach that um, you know I hear what a lot of women say that they want from a relationship, but it's coming from a place of fear and insecurity um, rather than a place of authenticity. So um, my next question is, if someone, and I'll direct this to you, Erin, because Sean has the last question, um, is can someone <laughs> who is coming from a place, coming from a place of insecurity and fear, can they honestly, can you enter in a relationship and say that you like I'm, I somebody once and I this might be in my um thing, I don't know. But if you if you don't love yourself or if you're coming from a place of fear and insecurity, can you honestly say that you are love someone if if you're coming from everything that you see is clouded with fear and insecurity? Can you be in a in a authentic relationship if it's all if you don't love yourself? And you're you're looking to fulfill your fears and insecurities rather than coming from somewhere um, authentic. I mean, can you say? Can you really accept that someone is? Yeah, hey, I'm love? To is that a loving relationship? I am, I'm trying to. It doesn't sound clear <laughs> to me, so I'm trying to verify. I think I, I, think I get what the person is Okay, asking. okay, it didn't make sense to my and coming out of my mouth. So. <laughs> I think I get what the person's asking. And look at it. (laughs) Look at your fears and insecurities as like an addiction. If you're in denial about your addiction and your addiction's got a chokehold over you, then you really don't want to be well, so you're not going to be able to go into recovery and heal yourself. Now, if you acknowledge that you are an addict and you stand in a place of true humility in the sense that you are open and honest about what your problems are, and you're standing in this open, honest place looking to resolve that, then absolutely you can be in a relationship, in a loving relationship, and through the mirror, as we talked about, that is being reflected to you, uh, have a light be shined in all of your dark parts and then begin to, to resolve and work on them. But you have to be honest. You have to keep it all the way real because uh, – if you're clouded and not clear, then you're just going to walk into a whole mess of some bullshit. I mean, and, and like we were talking about earlier, you know, if you, if you don't want uh, pain and risks 
and getting hurt, then you don't want love because love is all of those things. You you can't take a a one-sided approach to love because it is all-encompassing. It is everything, and you are going to experience all of those things in a truly loving relationship. I'm not talking about physical hurt or any of the things that pose a threat to your life, but, I mean, if you've got scabs, they're going to get picked. If you've got wounds that need to be healed, they're going to be exposed, and then maybe some salt will be put into them to clean them out. But, yeah, you have got to expect that you're going to get your ass kicked. And if you Mm -hmm. are not someone who wants that, then you don't want love. Right. And just to talk about a little bit earlier what we were saying with uh, women who uh, don't necessarily want to let men show a more vulnerable side or or how we sort of uh, put down the very things that are actually true signs of strength. You know, to me, that that comes from the, uh, well, the bastardization of feminine energy. You know, when we associate or when we assign mm-hmm. gender to, uh, to an energy, then all kinds yes. of crazy. And really it comes mm-hmm. down to just not liking women because you associate all yes. of these qualities with being a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. if you are a woman mm-hmm. who wow. doesn't like all things woman, how are you going to attract somebody who likes things woman? You're going to get a closeted gay man who is married to you and goes to have sex with other men, and he's a closeted gay man. Why? Because he doesn't like things woman. Mm -hmm. So you really have to look at what you're saying, because like we talked about before, Mm -hmm. you are going to get a mirror image of it. And I like the visual of the mirror because when you look in the mirror, you see all the good bits, but you see the flaws too. So you need to be, yep. you're, you need to expect to see someone who's going to mm-hmm. see your good bits. But yeah, they're going to get all up in your flaws too. Mm-hmm. Uh, love and relationships mm-hmm. are—they're not trophies. You know, you—it's not something to cart right. around like an Oscar. You know, I won this because I gave a great <laughs> performance, and here's my little reward. This yeah. is this is this is—it's a a way for you to get biofeedback so that you can get better and honest about yourself. And in turn, bounce that back to the same person who is maybe needing that same sort of reflection. You know, if you have a broken leg, the cast isn't what heals the leg. The crutch is not what heals the leg. The leg heals itself. So you have to be looking to, to heal yourself not for some outside force to come and do it for you. That's never going to happen, which comes back to religion once again. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking for some type of external force to come and save you, you know, put a few bucks in your hand, fix that flat tire. It doesn't work that way. You've got to figure out how to do it for yourself. And it is, in my opinion, very ridiculous for you to chalk up all of the things that you resolve for yourself to some type of, cloud or sparkly entity that really didn't do it for you. You did it for yourself. And that energy may have very well have been in you, but please give yourself the credit because you need to honor yourself. You need to to be good on yourself. You need to give, like we said before, give yourself power. But to bring it back to the question, you've got to be honest about who you are and what it is that you are needing to to give to yourself. And then uh, maybe, well, trust that life is going to give you what you need uh, as you need it. 
And one more thing, you know, which is sort of indirectly related to the question. We take such a serious approach to this kind of thing. Yes. I think if yes. people would just lighten up a little bit yes. when it comes to I'll finding that, that man <laughs> or yes. finding that mm-hmm. woman, you yes. maybe have some fun mm-hmm. with it. You don't yes. see that it's really not that serious. But no, it's when, mm-hmm. it's, when it's ingrained in you that you've got to have this thing to be viewed as worthy. I mean, it's it's like having a house in the car, you know, pretty much house, car, significant other. Uh, then you're not going to – you're going to take it too seriously. I'll just leave it at that. It's, you know, it's it's really right. not that serious. Have, have, have more fun with it. And be open mm-hmm. to right. it coming to you yeah. in ways that you might not expect because that's the nature of, of the universe, life, creation. It wants to surprise you. Yeah, man. Right. But it comes down okay. once again. It comes down once again to not placing conditions on it, not taking a one-sided approach to it. Mm-hmm. You know, open, open mm-hmm. yourself up to it. Open yourself right. up to right. things that you didn't think you wanted, but it turns out not only did you actually really want them, you you fucking need them. Like, open yourself right. up to that. Stop, stop taking such a limited approach to something that is unlimited. Right. right. Wow. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then, I mean, you saw, you asked the question at first. Um, does being scared and fearful limit the way that you react within a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and yep. if you look at, look, look at what fear is. Look at what fear does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at what fear, fear is a limiting, you know, it's a restrictive Vibration. It's very limited. It's very restricted. So, you know, if you base your entire um, life plan on a fearful premise, you're never going to get to the point where you experience it in, in its fullness because you're bracing yourself against, you know, anything that could possibly come along that that, that could catapult you forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Right, and you even see anything when somebody's coming to you authentic. If you are, um, you know, if you're basically only showing your representatives because you think that your real self is is not acceptable, so therefore you're never willing to be vulnerable. And you can't, Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to be vulnerable if you're ever going to enter a, you know, true, real relationship. A relationship that means absolutely. Other than you're just having a your representative is having a represent is having a relationship with their representative. Yeah. Um, and that yeah. takes a lot you know of time of the, and energy. And go ahead. One of the saddest. I, I laughed at the time, but now that and then as I thought about it, and as I got an older, it's really sad. It's very sad commentary. I remember somebody telling me about a friend of theirs who who wouldn't let her husband see her without makeup on. And mm-hmm. she would get up. Oh, there are quite a few women like before that. Before he did. She would get up before her mm-hmm. husband did to put makeup on. She would go to she would wait for him to fall asleep to go take it off, and she would get mm-hmm. up in the morning before he got up to go put her makeup on. Put makeup on. Yeah. I'm saying that. Yeah, that's probably not as, that's probably more common than you think it is. There are quite a few women like that. Wow. You're never going to be vulnerable enough to show anything. Right. Or there's never, their husband has never seen them without their weave, or 
they wait to take a poop before they they wait till their husband leaves the house before they take a poop. They still mm-hmm. ain't farted. They married and they never farted in front of their husband. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> what are you doing? There's a whole lot of right. that. Right. Right. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because, yeah. And then you no, have you're those not... same people that say, I want a genuine, authentic relationship. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. I want a genuine relationship. The same people. Uh, I want to lie about a fart. Lie about a fart, but I need a genuine relationship. <laughs> genuine relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's nothing, nothing, both of us, yeah, man. Right. That's, but that's the craziest thing. Some of the, the things that we think femininity is and the things that, you know, the commercial going appeal about being what a woman is and all the money that's generated based on that notion. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, they wheel out and they give you these prepackaged notions of this is what sexy women look like. And all the women go out and they adorn themselves with all the accoutrements that the person showed them what sexy women look like. Mm-hmm. And everybody walks around, you know, looking like mm-hmm. this lady. They walk into a, a beauty salon with a picture from a magazine and say, make me look like this. Right. That's mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. That's wow. And them same yeah. people talk about they want authentic relationships. They want genuine, trust, trustful, honest relationships. Mm-hmm. You may they never seen right. your hair. <laughs> But they don't. But they don't even know what it is. I mean, they've probably never even seen an authentic relationship, or had, or witnessed an authentic relationship. Because your ideas of what a relationship is, you get from watching TV, or you Mm -hmm. find your dysfunctional, messed up ass family. Where there's a lot of, a lot of people grow up where nobody, nobody in their family has had a stable relationship that has worked. It's all fighting or violence or nobody's ever actually mm-hmm. had a long-lasting relationship. So they don't even have an example other than TV and movies and or, or church telling you what, what a relationship is. But no one, all the, all the first-hand relationships are so messed up that you think that some of the stuff that you have to do or you put up with or the stuff that you have to get to get a man or catch a man you got to catch him. You got to trap him like a, you know, a wild animal, and then trick him into staying. All that's based off of what they're telling you a relationship is, because you have to take other people's word for it, because you've never actually seen it. Mm-hmm. 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 So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of women are are. are um, that yeah, you have to you have to catch you a man. So all of the tricks and all of the games have to you play so that you can catch him. You can catch a man. It's, it's sick that's and twisted and disgusting, but that's what you're told. You have to catch him. So he's this mm-hmm. wild beast that has to be <laughs> trapped and tamed. Right. <laughs> and if he's not tamed. And it and you, the relationship fails. It's your fault. <clears throat> you can't even keep a man. Right. It's your fault. Keep him. Mm. 
oh, and you see people, oh, and they're so mm-hmm. proud of themselves for having a man. It doesn't even matter what the right. man looks mm-hmm. like, what he's doing. Right. right. So right. proud. Right. Right. If you're uh, any old man, at least you have one. Yep. I watched this video on YouTube, and it's not even important what the video was about or even who was in it, but the woman who was hosting the video, she made a point of telling you that she was wearing her man's shirt in her video. And I'm thinking, now why the fuck did you say that? It has nothing to do with what you were talking about. And she got that little, that possession. She got a man. She to show yeah. it off. Yep. Yep. She wow. tagged her man. Wow. Damn. The bar is pretty low. I mean, the bar is really low. It is. Okay. <laughs> Not beat her ass, not stink too bad, not smell too bad. You, you right. Know. Right. Yeah. And even if you get punched around a few times, that's okay. You know, that's like, you know. Right. That's all right. Not only all of the, the characteristics of the man work down to the fine details, but also just the exact details of how it's supposed to happen, how you're going to mm-hmm. meet. You know, I think about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might have to be the initiator, you know. You might you might see somebody mm-hmm. and decide, hey, why don't I walk over and introduce myself, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Yeah. That's another thing that we're taught is part of the security of a relationship is, if he loves me a little bit more than I love him, then I don't have to worry as much of him leaving because he loves me more. So I can't be the the assertive one and go after him because then he's going to think that I want him more than he wants me, and then he'll he'll abuse that. Right. I can't let him know how much. No. I can't let I can't let uh-huh. him know. How I, I can't let him know. I can't let her know how. Man, that's bullshit. Right. Yeah. Because you don't, again, you can't be too vulnerable because when you open yourself up to get hurt, and then they'll, they'll automatically take advantage of that. Yeah, that's some bullshit. It sure is. Yeah, that's some bullshit. You know, people living their entire lives and designing every relationship they have based on that criteria right there. Mm-hmm. You know, right. they're like that with their friends. They're like that with everybody. As long as they get in the head, then they get it. Never really surrendering and giving completely. They never surrender. No, they don't. Mm-mm. Yeah. There's too much risk in that. You can't surrender. You can't be vulnerable. If you're vulnerable, they're, right. they'll automatically hurt you. Mm-hmm. Right. They'll automatically get hurt. Right. So keep playing games and and act like you you know you don't you don't care. You can't care too much. You care, but not too yeah. much. You don't care too much. Yeah. Make. Yeah, make him prove his love before you prove yours because you don't do you don't right. do it first because then, you know, wow. you can get hurt. Wow. It's all based off of wow. trying to not get hurt. Wow. Prove your love. And a lot of oh. a lot of women who lead their whole relationship, is, they continue to make sure that you, you have to keep proving your love, prove your love, prove your love, prove, prove your love. And that's a lot of things that um, women will will brag about is everything else in the relationship could be completely <laughs> jacked up, but every once in a while if he does something that, oh, he does love me, then you can hold on a little bit longer. Oh, he loves me. Oh, he loves me. Oh, he loves me. He bought me something. He loves me. Oh, he washed my car. He loves me. 
But if he doesn't wash your car, like if you washed your car every weekend for seven weeks and then the eighth week he decided to hang out with his friends, it's all all hell come break loose because what's the matter? What's wrong? Why are you acting so funny? How can you ain't washing my car? How can you don't? You used to wash it. What does that mean? You're not doing that anymore. It's, it's again, all of the what's wrong? Why are you different? Why don't you love me anymore? All the insecurities are just waiting to pop out. That's basically what the whole hmm. basis of the relationship is. Now that I have you, I have to make sure that I keep you. Easy. Just mm-hmm. waiting for the other shoe to drop. Uh, mm-hmm. It's wild. Listen, you want an open, honest? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I want a man I can trust. Ain't no man out here. Ain't no la 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 la. I want an open relationship. I want an honest relationship with all mm-hmm. of that. Right. Throwing all that shade. Right. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. a good woman. Yeah, you can't woman. have a relationship. No <laughs> right. You can't. There, there is no relationship if insecurity and fear are rampant and you're unwilling to be vulnerable. That's yeah. That's the bottom line. And why, you why can't be un- so go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, why do we take the you know, like the checking account approach to love? Like if you get hurt right. and a relationship ends, that's it. You're not going to have any more love left in your account. Mm-hmm. You know, it, right. Right. it could happen. Mm-hmm. And if it does, <laughs> right. you survive right. it and you try again. Right. Yep. Wow. Wow. Right. Or, or you're carrying how many past relationships you carry into the next relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the last time I got hurt because of this, and the time before that it was something else and the time before that. So I need a man who won't do any of these things, and if you show any indication that you're going to do any of these things, I'm going to drop you immediately because I can't have that happen to me again. Mm-hmm. And the new dude's like, well, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't even do nothing but say that I'm going to go play basketball with my friends. Because the last dude, he said he was going to go play basketball, but he wasn't really going to go play basketball. <laughs> and now you hate right. basketball, so now he can't play basketball <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so it's it's... It's, you know, healing, and it's being, you know, it's it's being able to see that and know yourself well enough to know where your motivations and your actions are coming from. Where are they coming from? Why mm-hmm. why is it that you're getting upset about something and taking, you know, really taking ownership of that and realizing what your your part you're playing in your expectations and demands of another person. So all those conditions and what I would, What conditions? Yes, absolutely. What conditions that you're placing? So, you know, each each relationship is its own entity, own organi- organism, and you can't, you know... It's it's about healing whatever it is that the last relationship may have stirred up, what securities you may have to deal with and healing those and not, you know, taking it to 
a new relationship because it's an entirely different animal. It's an entirely different animal. It has nothing to do with the last one. And hopefully it is some, some growth and some development and not um, just a continuation of your pain body or your hurt from the, from the last situation experience that you had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want to go into, Sean, you had mentioned, I think you guys have both mentioned um, masculine and feminine energy. Um and how that plays a part in relationships. And I I think that a lot of misconceptions, especially right now, I think I think there has there's been a little bit of a setup as far as women's roles in relationships because we have I think society has really sold women a um on this idea of you can be everything and you can be, you know, you basically have told them to be the man and the woman in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, women tend to take on a very masculine essence. So when you have, you're in a relationship, there's the masculine, and, and it's a balance. Again, our, 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 on a soul level, there are no, Men, women, everything is masculine and feminine energies. So men and women on this planet both have masculine and feminine energies. It's a matter of having a balance. Um, And so relationship-wise, when you have, in either way, in any relationship, if it's it's an imbalance of masculine and feminine, um, on either side or both sides, it's going to cause um, it's going to cause some issues. So in my experience and talking to friends, and I'll, I'll, I'll specifically talk about this with um, black women. Now, we have a lot of our history, we have, because of how this country has, has treated black men um, as public enemy number one, Black women have basically had to step up and be the strong masculine energy. And because of situations, you know, racism and everything else that has gone along with incarceration and and everything that has gone against um, black male-female relationships, women have had to take basically wear the pants in the relationship. So therefore taking a very, very masculine energy. So women will one thing if they find it if they, they feel like they have to continue that role in a relationship, although they say that they don't, they don't know how to rebalance themselves within a more feminine energy. They don't know that role, they never learn that role and so therefore they just tend to want to um, battle against their, or because they almost like they have something to prove. So it's almost like a, a battle against their mate in a relationship rather than finding a partnership or 
you hear about a lot of women who want, like, really super thugged out men, it's because if you are a super masculine energy, you need somebody with a stronger masculine energy than you in order to feel somewhat feminine instead of adopting your feminine role. So, therefore, of course, it's not going to work because both of you have super strong masculine energies, which is going to take everything out of balance and be way too much and it's going to cause a huge, big explosion. And, of course, that can't work because nobody is embodying the feminine energy in that relationship or in within themselves. And there has to be a balance. Right, right. Let's break down the, 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 the differences between the feminine energy and the masculine energy. And it's mm-hmm. one pushes mm-hmm. and one okay. pulls. Uh-huh. And a lot of times people Mas- think that, that the masculine energy means that, again, I'm going to be vulnerable, you're going to be controlling, you're going to, you know, masculine energy is an energy that is, you know, dressed and is, is, is active in the purpose of doing. Um, and the feminine, feminine energy is more of a surrender and a trust and a being rather than doing. And so, therefore, it's looked at or it feels when it's foreign to you when you've never been able to really relax into that because you've always had to have this, you know, protective barrier up to protect yourself. Being surrendering and feeling trustful and and just being feels extremely vulnerable and that vulnerability feels dangerous. And so, therefore, there's a fight against it. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So time. a lot of times there's there's yeah the relationships are like super masculine. I have to take care of you and I have to take care of everything because I can't take the chance in leaving myself open to be vulnerable and to be hurt. So I'm going to be more of a man than I than you are, but you also need to be you know I can't have yeah I, it's just it's it's you know. It's a friend of crazy. Right. I mean, when 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 it works, when it's in balance and it works, it works beautifully. Mm-hmm. It works beautifully when it's in balance and it works. When you have someone engendering the masculine who has the vision, who has this is where we're going. This is the mm-hmm. you know the, we're pushing this way. We're going this way. And the woman who buys into that vision and makes it happen. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He gives her his vision. She, by right. her essence, makes it happen. There you go. Now, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When you get to the point when you're in, 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 in her vision, she tells him, look, this is where we, this is where right. we can go. If he sees it, he mm-hmm. gives it back to her, boom. Right. Hey, yeah, the, the sperm and the egg is a perfect yep. visual representation yep. of that. Yep. The sperm is yes. fired, fertilizes the egg, and the egg takes on the project and says, all right, we're going to develop right. it into this. Exactly. And boom. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. exactly. When it works, that's how it is. When you got yeah. two people mm-hmm. trying to push, you put two people pushing and nobody receiving, then, you know, or you got two people receiving and nobody pushing, mm-hmm. it has to be, right. you know, it has to have a balance. It has to, both, both have to be equally represented. It's not one above the other, the woman has to submit to the man, and you have to submit to my party right. and all of that crap. Mm-hmm. Right. Man, come on. Come on. And the, 
and the, the quickest way to repel a man or more specifically masculine energy is to try to emasculate it. <laughs> yeah. You want to make a man mm-hmm. flaccid in no time flat, emasculate mm-hmm. him. Emasculate Yeah. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. If you want him to run away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And you have right. so many women to try to do that. I'm cutting balls off. Yeah. There's a lot of women who do that. Yeah. Right. And they don't realize, and a lot of women, yeah, a lot of women have to. They have no idea. They have no idea. No. They have no idea. No. Um, Example, I have a a friend who, and she, she, every, she comes from this attitude of she is one of those, I just love to help people, and I just love to, to, you know, try to, you know, make people's lives better. So, well, she's coming from a, from a, basically from a, a standpoint of I don't really have anything to offer. I don't believe that I have anything to offer. So, therefore, if I help people, then they will find me irresistible and, therefore, they will love me. So, when she... When she, um, you know, meets a guy, she's it's, it's always these men who have kind of fallen down on their luck and they need somebody to believe in them. So she kind of always stumbles on these men who, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to climb their way back out of the hole that they are in for whatever reason. You know, good men, they just need, need some assistance. So here, comes, here she comes to the rescue. So I'm going to help you. I'm going to rebuild you here. I'm going to, you you know, I'll take you where you need to go. I'll give you what you need. Um, in her eyes, I'm just being a good person. I'm believing in another human being. But what she's doing mm-hmm. is, again, cutting off their balls. <laughs> I'm going to, here, take, take my stuff. Use my car. Do this. Do that. And so as soon as a man says, no, I'm fine. I'll do it on my own. It's, well, how come he doesn't want my help? What's wrong with him? What's, what's wrong with me? What's, how come he doesn't? Because he doesn't want you to take, you, you emasculate every man that you meet. He takes what he needs, and then he moves on to someone who's going to treat him like a man instead of like a, a man child. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that. Let him give you, if he has nothing to offer you but conversation, let him offer you his conversation. Stop trying to say that basically you're telling him what you have is not good enough, so i got to make you into something else that is acceptable for me. And then we can have, as part of a relationship, and then we'll be together happily ever after. And what ends up happening is, he, you know, he takes her up on her offer to help out, and then when he doesn't need it anymore, he leaves because she never offers her authentic self or her. It's just, look what I can do for you. And she doesn't. She thinks she's just doing it under the guise of, I'm just helping a human being who needs me. Mm-hmm. She's tracking the same man over and over and over and over and over. Um, but it's, it's, it's important to allow, again, allow someone to go through that part of their journey and do it the way that they are ready or willing to do it and stop, stop cutting off their balls and <laughs> telling them that <laughs> you need me to help you because otherwise you're not going to get it done. They are doers. The masculine, masculine energy is doing 
It's not I'm going to hand it all over for you to do your way and not even letting me come up with a concept of where I'm going or what I need to do in order to develop into my my wholeness. It's I'm going to help you because I know what's better for you because mm-hmm. I'm together and you're not. So, yeah, a lot of women have no idea. No idea that's what they that's what they do. Um, and it's, again, it's, it's, it's all of these games that we play because we don't want to get to the root or the essence of just me by myself. I don't believe that I'm enough. So, therefore, I have to convince you that I'm enough. Or that I'm, or that I'm going to make myself irreplaceable in your life, and you're going to realize how great I am, and you're never going to want me to, you're never going to want to let me go. That game is played. Um, that's probably one of the biggest games that women play. Is I'm going to love you more than, I'm going to love you more than you love yourself. I'm going to see, I see potential in you that you don't even see, and so therefore you're going to realize how great I am, and you're never going to want to let me go. I'm going to upgrade you, and then you're going to realize how what a great part I played in your life, and you're, that's going to be my security, that you're going to love me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Are you talking, Sean? I hear your voice, but you're not coming to the phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So what it, let's I want to talk a, a little bit about um started to talk about I know there are a lot of again the the church is a, I want to go back to that we kind of always go go to that we talked a little bit about it but again just kind of just to free and clarify how much of a role or how much um of a idea that an idea of what women how women see themselves that the church plays, and I was with one of the podcasts that I was listening to last night. This lady had called in and said that the church that she goes to, they told all the women that whenever, or the pastor told all the women, whenever you are getting involved in a relationship that I want you to check on, you have to bring in his proof that he pays his tithes because that means that he is putting God first and his credit check because that means if he if he has good credit, then, then he's going to take care of you. And so that's, they need to have those things and bring that into the church so that the pastor knows for their own good that this is, a good man for them to get involved in. Wow. So he was asking, yeah, he was asking, she was calling in asking the host of the show if they would do that. And, of course, they were like, hell no. (laughs) The fact that she had asked that question, but I know a lot of, like, you know, I've had, I have had friends that ask, and there might be a lot of women or whoever, the two people that might be listening, that that's one thing that a lot of women will look, they want a whole background before I get involved with anybody. I need a whole thorough background check just to know where I'm going instead of 
believing that by these these you know cre these created standards that are created by this non-trusting flawed society that you are going to trust that to give you an idea of a definition that this is a good person for you because if they can't pass these flawed standards that this jacked up ass society has told you is, um, you know, is basically draws a line between good people and bad people and responsible people and irresponsible people. Um, if they don't pass this test, then they're not a good person. Because I need, I need a man who is, you know, responsible, who's got good credit, because, you know, that must mean that he's a responsible good person. And only good people go to church and pay their tithes. So if he pays his tithes, then he must be a good person. Or, you know, a hundred other things that might be on the list. Um, wow. But there that's... are, yeah. I mean, that's all I can really no... say. Okay. Yeah. It makes perfect business sense. From the back, <laughs> like, it makes perfect business yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you, if you, if you, if, yeah. So go pay your tithes so I can thank you. Surviving on tithes and offerings, it makes perfect business sense. Mm -hmm. right. He probably had a, a, a countless amount of single women in the church. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So okay, let's see who's paying their tithes. And if he ain't paying his tithes, don't get no right. booty. Right. <laughs> he, he's playing pimp. <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah. Let me see how much money. He, how much money he giving you? There ain't enough money. Don't mess with him. <laughs> you know, you ain't bringing no money in here. Don't mess with it. Get out of here. That's 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 one of the biggest things out there in Western culture. Period. You know, all, all of the mm -hmm. all of the medieval chivalrous stuff is that's that's all that Bible stuff is as it relates mm -hmm. to men and women and the relationship of men and women and and how everything has to be in line and you have to you can't get pregnant out of wedlock and all of that mm -hmm. bull. Mm -hmm. But when you look when you look in the book, everybody that that had done any that did anything of significance was a bastard. There you go, right there. Right, you know what that's the truth. Everybody that did anything significant was a bastard. None of them came from a, wed, a wedded family. None of them. Yeah, I've so, known you know, some wonderful bastards. Just you know great saying? people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, you're using that model, mm -hmm. and you're using that model to define what happiness is, and you ain't gonna never be happy. You ain't gonna never be happy. That's nothing close. You know, you might fake at it for a while, but you ain't gonna truly be happy. Mm -hmm. You're living on a, based on a fairy tale, a fantasy. I wish I could be that arrogant. I, I mean, that's a skill. That's a, that's a damn, <laughs> damn right gift. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Or that, you know, it's basically not, it's, again, what, what, what you learn in church is you don't, it doesn't translate to the rest of your life. It's not teaching you how to live the rest of your life. So you'll have people who, you know, they're up in church and they give testimony to the entire church about, you know, how thankful they are for their, their everything that they have and everything that they, 
you know, have received and their, you know, wonderful family and then, you know, after church and they go home and, you know, they might not even talk to their, I'm still mad at you, so I'm not even talking to you. But they just, you know, got up in church and said how thankful they are for their family or their their man, I got this wonderful man, and then you, y'all don't even, you know, you get home and I'm mad at you, I'm not talking to you. You you know, it doesn't, does what, what you learn in, it's not translate. It's just for church. It doesn't necessarily translate to the rest of their life. They're not looking at it as I'm supposed to be. Whatever I something that I learned from church should be telling me how to live my the rest of my life. It's completely compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. Or people will, you know, I'm going to go to church because we're feeding the homeless today, and. You don't want to see, and then you, you know, see 300 people at church, and then, you know, you won't go home and <laughs> necessarily feed your kids. Your kids is hungry. Oh, I, I'm, I'm tired now. I just sit to church all day long. You know, stuff like that. That doesn't necessarily translate. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's, again, it's about, you know, being a whole person. Being a whole person and, and being present. Being present. If you put that being much present. emphasis on, on an institution, and, and I, I'll meet this with a lot of people that I know that are, you know, still institutionalized. That's the language mm-hmm. at the time. When you place all of your worth and everything has to meet this litmus test as prescribed to you by this institution, you would think that they would adhere to the tenets of that institution more than they actually do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You hear most people that, that, that profess to be followers of Christ and all of that kind of stuff are the most fearful people that I've ever met. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You would think that if they have this great liberator that they've handed all their worth and all their validity in, that they wouldn't be as fearful as they are, but they're definitely afraid of everything. They mm-hmm. play enemy against themselves because they're so afraid of everything. And they don't apply any of the stuff that they say. You know, they listen to Kurt Franklin CDs real loud or watch Mary Mary on <laughs> watch Mary Mary's reality show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's as far as they go. They don't, you know, they don't incorporate any of it. As soon as shit hits the fan, you know, they they jumping off that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, this is this is this this is what everything is based on as it relates to them. This is what my mm-hmm. pastor says that I should think. That this is what my pastor says how I should feel. This is what my church feels about X, Y, and Z. But they mm-hmm. only have to apply that to certain things and things that make them look, you know, pious. But they really never really get to the point where it becomes something that they actually live by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even that, even if you live, even as much as I am against the whole thing, if you live by it actually, then you, you mm-hmm. have to battle halfway one. But the people that talk about how they waiting for their blow ass and all, I don't even know what that shit means. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> they have, you know, they don't apply it anywhere else. You know, it's just 
I'm going to use uh, uh, ChristianMingle.com. Uh-huh. That's as far as my religion goes. And I know the vernacular. Uh-huh. And, I, you know, somebody play a feed, I can uh-huh. shout for you, fall out in the spirit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But I don't really actually, you know, I don't actually apply none of that shit to my life. You know? Uh-huh. I, I use Wendy Williams and, and Beyonce and them for that. Mm-hmm. Crazy, man. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of sad. I opened that door and looked at Peach in there. Oh, I'm crazy. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like the genuine phenomenon. This is crisis. There are no ones like that. Where are all the men? Where are all the fathers? Where? Come on, man. Mhm. Mm. When they are, mm. when they are there, you know. I mean, yes, there there are many who aren't, but there are so many who are, and I really would just. Once again, like for people to stop taking such a one-sided approach to something right. that has many sides. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It has many sides. And stop. Yeah. Just stop assuming that you know it's no good. It's you know, there's no good men. They're just no good. They don't care. It's very, very, very one-sided. Mm-hmm. And just allowing somebody else to to give you your opinion on how you feel about it and leaving it at that. Instead mm-hmm. of looking at every situation, again, every situation is, is its own organism. And just because someone presents it in a certain situation does not mean that, you know, look at that as the whole the whole story. Give people that everybody has a reason for doing everything that they do. There's a reason behind everything. There's a reasoning mm-hmm. behind nothing. Nothing is what it what it appears to be at face value. Nobody is out there just trying to be a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from something. It comes from somewhere. Yeah. You didn't yeah. wake up today and say, you know what, I'm gonna be a piece of shit. So I am going to now. We um, put a question up on Facebook. I put it up. It's on my personal Facebook. But it was basically I'm going to go through these questions because this is what we said we were going to do, or this is we said it was going to possibly be on another show. So I want to stay on the show. So I'm going to stay true to that. Um, but the question was. Um, you know, most of the time women get advice from other women thinking that they can understand the male mind. What questions would you like to get answered that never that you never got a clear answer to? And we'll feature it on a, on a future show, so I'm trying to stay true to that. Not knowing what kind of questions we were going to get and knowing this is blue click. Um, so I'm going to go through the list of questions, and you gentlemen can answer them as you see as blue clickers. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first question is, oh, one of them just says why. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> the first one just says why. <laughs> because. <laughs> Okay, so the next question is, are men really comfortable with having our best friends at the house, and when is it just too damn much? 
wants to take that one. So to me, that sounds like, you know how your girl is always, y'all been best friends, and you don't want to abandon your girl just because you're in a relationship, but, you know, she's over all the time. Is that an issue? Is that a relationship issue? What do you see that as, first of all? And is that an issue in the relationship, and, you know, how much is too much? I think it depends on the person. And I think you need to be clear on who you are with. Because some people, men and women alike, they are more attached and some are more detached. And if you're someone who's attached to a person who likes a little bit of space and detachment, then it's going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. So I would just I would just pay attention to be clear on who you're with. You know, just like someone you know who maybe wants an open relationship versus someone who prefers monogamy. It's just you just be clear, be clear on who you're with. Right. Right, right, and that, and that, and I'm sure you can probably insert the whole introvert extrovert phenomenon. You know, uh-huh. somebody who mm-hmm. is an introvert don't want nobody, you know, posted up at the crib all the time. Mm-hmm. Needs that downtime, mm-hmm. needs that intimacy. You know, and to plug out mm-hmm. and everybody else outside that door. You got somebody who's always turned on, who's an extrovert mm-hmm. who needs to thrive on, you know, outside energy, and then you can probably get away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's knowing your and partner. I will knowing. right, right, and I will say that um, it, it's also a balance between how many people are actually in your relationship, and to know and to make sure that the more people that you let in, best friend, family, whatever, the more complicated your relationship is going to be because you are allowing these people to have, say, an input on your relationship. So I would say a healthy best friend relationship, she or he, whoever, whatever it is, would know that um, there are limitations and boundaries and they'll respect the fact that you're in a relationship and, and therefore have to adopt this, a different role because you you're different when you're in a relationship you are a different person because you are your person your person and then you're also a unit of two people so therefore your your time is not going to be spent and divided as it always has so therefore as a friend you're going to know that that relationship under those under that basis is going to change and to not compete with the relationship, and I know that tends to happen a lot, or a lot of people think that, oh, this person's in a relationship now, so now they can't, they disappear, you know, you always hear about, oh, they must be in a relationship now, because they disappear every time they're in a new relationship. It's respecting the fact that people do have to set different lines and boundaries when they're in a unit, rather than just a single person, and so therefore the friends have to be able to respect that. That's a friend. Yeah. So, on top of that. I have a question. Okay. Can I answer the question? Uh-huh. Can I answer the question? Uh-huh. All right. Why do women say that you should, in judging a man, you should pay close attention to his relationship with his mother? What does that mean? It means that because women are taught that your the, your mother, which is a question that is coming up, this goes along with the question. There is a question here about mother, 
It is, and I'll answer that, I'll ask that one right after. Do you really look for that woman that is most like your mother? One of the questions. Um, because we're, women are taught that if a man is good to his mother, he will be good to you because he learned about women from his mother. So therefore, if he can maintain a good relationship and he honors his mother and he loves his mother, he has learned how to love and honor women. And so therefore, if he does not have a good relationship with his mother, there is no indication that he's going to have a good relationship with you because if he didn't learn from the woman who was supposed to be the most important woman in his life, did he learn it? So that's why they always, well, if he doesn't have a relationship with his mother, then he might, he doesn't have, how, how could he have learned to respect women if he doesn't respect his mother? Basically. Wow. Uh, <laughs> now balance that with Wait. balance that with how many women that have a husband that say <laughs> he's always with his mom. <laughs> right. Exactly. I was gonna say that. Yeah. Anytime she calls, he gotta go to his mom's house. She calls five times a day. When you gonna yeah. When you gonna let go? When you gonna get off her chair? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But a lot, a lot of those wonderful mothers have a hard time with the backseat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like them creepy old exactly. spice commercials. Them creepy yes. old spice commercials. <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh, man. Have you seen any of them, Aaron, with the, old, with the moms that are crying because the sons are dating? No, but I will definitely yeah, do a search. It's, they're and so creepy. They're, they're so creepy. They're creepy as hell. <laughs> creepy as they're hell. so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the site. But yeah, they have this one where this this man he's he's like, oh, Old Spice basically makes my my boy sound. He smells like a man, so now he's you know in he's dating, he's and he, I have to let go. But like this one where she's like, he's bowling, and so she like comes up through the ball return. It's real <laughs> creepy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's thinking about old Spice, how old Spice made her yeah, boy smell you know, like a man, and she's crying, yeah. and she's coming up through the ball return. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's so creepy, yeah. Okay, so in turn, you can ask the same question. Do you really look for a woman that is most like your mother? Probably early on. Your first, you know, your first impression of, mm-hmm. of of your first love, your first girlfriend will probably bear some type of characteristics, second characteristics, and your mom, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. throughout. But I think as mm-hmm. you get older and experience, you know, what more people are like and what, you know, being in a relationship is like time to mm-hmm. stray away from that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and some people look for the exact opposite. I guess it depends on the mother. I mean, if your mother is completely psycho, crazy, wacko, then you probably look for the exact opposite. So I guess it depends on the mother. Mm-hmm. It always does. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next one. Do you really care if there's half gas in front of you? (laughs) No, I don't. Hell no. <laughs> I so don't. If, a, if a man does care, I mean, I guess that says more about him. If he's really that <laughs> immature that he cares that she passed gas in front of him, right. then move on, honey. 
And if anything, <laughs> fart in front of him as soon as you meet him to see how he reacts. And if he's really <laughs> sure about it, he will. Better get used to it, and especially if you're on. eating a lot of vegetables. Exactly. <laughs> Gotta stay healthy. Right. Exactly. I'm going to sit on the stand now. Yep. You shoot your dad's body. You hear it in flesh. Mm-hmm. But, but a lot of men talk about how women aren't supposed to have body odor. Like you hear, that was on one of those shows last night too, but they were talking about women aren't supposed to have, instead of trying to have some understanding that women are human beings, women aren't supposed to have any body odor. I mean, they will get talked bad about right. if right. you have body odor. Right. Yeah.
you know, you, you, I just, you know, I don't, if it doesn't feel right, then it's not right for you. Again, it's, you're supposed to, really, a lot of people think that all of this compromising that goes on in relationships where, you know, it's going to be pain and it's going to be struggle and we have to fight and I'm ride or die chick and I'm, no, it's not supposed to, your feelings are your non-physical indications of where you are, whether you are in vibrational balance. So if it doesn't feel good, then it means that you switch directions or change something up because it's Mm -hmm. indications of warning. Yes, your warning signal that something's not right. Learn to trust that. And don't be so insecure and unsure with yourself that if, if, if it's months and months and months and that's too long for you and it doesn't feel good for you and somebody is telling you, and when they're telling you something that you want to hear but the feeling doesn't match the words, then it's, pay more attention to your feelings than the words. Yeah. Feelings are a better indication than the words. Exercise for that kind of thing. It's just a simple coin toss. Give yourself two results. Say a relationship. You get a coin. Heads I stay, tails I go. Flip the coin, look at your result. Your initial reaction will tell you exactly uh-huh. all you need to know. Right. right. And what you're hoping for. Which, what do yep. you want? Where do you want? I hope it, I hope it lands on. That's what you want. What are you feeling? Right. Right. What are your initial feelings? Yep. What are you hoping Tails, for? Stay in the what relationship. About that? Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Tails, I stay in the relationship. Oh, I feel like shit thinking about that. Well, then guess right. what? Right. Time to go. Yeah. Time to go. Exactly. Yep. Yep, that's very good. Good. Hmm. Um, okay, the next one is why, I guess this is they, I guess man. Why do they pretend to listen? Take that however, that's all the information I have. So. <laughs> take that however. <laughs> Why do they pretend to listen? <laughs> Out of respect? I don't know. Keep <laughs> being a cold-hearted ass and just saying, listen, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. Leave <laughs> alone. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, sometimes and, 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 and sometimes you just need to talk it out, and it, it's, yeah. uh, the, the receiving ear just needs to be an ear. It doesn't have to, like, respond or anything. Yeah. Courtesy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I guess 95% listen. Women got more words than men. Women just have more words than yeah. men, and women just talk more than men do. You know what I'm saying? It's I think very the true. Cool, the cool, mm-hmm. thing, the cool mm-hmm. thing is when you can align yourself with a woman who actually has something to talk about. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's a difference. It's a difference to have somebody who just likes to talk and ain't talking about shit and having mm-hmm. someone who likes to talk and is a treasure trove of information and just thought-provoking conversation. That's a whole different thing. That's you know very saying? true. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a gift and a curse. If you got a woman that just sounds like a king, a, 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 a can, just mm-hmm. rapping and talking about uh, 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 uh. You know, that would drive anybody crazy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right. That would drive anybody crazy. You know, you, you don't have no choice to listen. Right. Right. And right. I guess that's a good question. If if a man is pretending to listen and you know that, are you saying any hearing? <laughs> right. right. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Right. You know, are you saying anything worth hearing? 
Because surely a breakup might not be the most interesting thing to talk about or, you know, right. his right. hair appointment. Right, exactly. No, no. Have something That's worth talking about. And, and a lot of people are uncomfortable with silence, so they think that they have to feel the yeah. silence. Yeah. It's okay to be quiet. It's okay. Right. So, right. you know, ask yourself mm-hmm. while you're talking, is it worth talking? Is it worth discussing? And if he, every time you talk about this, he's really not listening, then he probably doesn't want to talk about it. But give him right. credit for having the courtesy to pretend to listen. Right. Um, next one. Do all men want a lady in the street and a freak in the sheets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Because no. no. if he don't, he's going to have both of them anyway. He might be everything else. Make it a workshop shop. <laughs> if that's what he wants, yeah. Isn't it, no, if, if, if that's what he wants, yeah. 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 And it shouldn't be a compromise. It shouldn't be a compromise. But again, that's a matter of aligning yourself with somebody that, you know, mm-hmm. most closely aligned with what you are, what you're projecting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you're projecting right. your truth, when you're projecting the truth, when you're operating from an authentic perspective, nothing else has the permission to show up. But whatever mm-hmm. your authenticity is reflecting. So with mm-hmm. you right. get, getting these mismatches, this person is not a match to, you know, what it is that I want. Right. And you got to ask yourself, what am I throwing out there?
Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. that's the mating dance right there, being good in your skin, yep. real confidence. That's what attracts a mate. Yep. That, yep. That's exactly. the, most, the most exactly. attractive thing yep. that you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Confidence. Yep. Confidence is very sexy. Yeah. Um, and the next question, why are strong women intimidating? Why are strong women intimidating? Mm-hmm. That's not strength. They're not. <laughs> intimidating. It's not strength. Right. 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 That's not strength. Mm-hmm. Strong women are not intimidating to. Mm-hmm. to strong women are intimidating to to weak-minded people. There you go. Individuals, right. women or men, but strong women aren't intimidating. Right. Real strong, real strength isn't intimidating at all. So you yeah. right. Being being mm-hmm. confrontational and boisterous doesn't denote being strong, and I think that's the misconception right there. Right. You know. Absolutely. That doesn't denote being strong. You got to be forceful and, and and be you know direct and 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 not exercise any tact ever. <laughs> That's not being strong. Right. This thing obnoxious. Right. You know, none right. of those men exactly. are intimidated by by strong women. No, they're they're, they're repelled, repulsed by it. You know, you're not going to hit people upside the head with a hammer to show that you're strong. That's the person that's not strong. Some yeah. people yeah. never even realize it unless you have to. A real strong person, you never even realize how strong they are until the need arises for them to express mm-hmm. to display mm-hmm. how strong they really are. Mm-hmm. All that other shit is just Absolutely. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Oh, yeah. All exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Strong, truly strong people who have a strong presence, strong sense of mind, are not loud and boisterous because they don't have no, to be. not at all. They don't have anything to prove. And right. if you are sensing that, and just the, the the their presence is intimidating, that means that you need to go work on yourself. They're only intimidated yeah. people who feel yeah. that they are less than or weak or less than. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Back to the other question, though. You you know what Godhood is to me? Godhood is. First of all, not apologizing for the things you do, but understanding that they're godly because you do them. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You never ask the question, can I do this here and be that there? Whatever it is you do, right. you get to the point you, you right. really accept you yourself. When you really accept yourself, you understand whatever you do is godly because you do it. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> okay. Because you do it. So there's, no question. there's no questions out there. There's, there are no questions out there. And that's the, that's the mindset you have. To, all of this conversation about all the problems and all the mismatches and the relationship stuff, if you're not dealing mm-hmm. with that one component, first and foremost, and that's the balance of yourself and understanding yourself mm-hmm. entirely without having to apologize for being what you are, mm-hmm. and all of that other stuff falls into, you don't have to ask anybody anything. You don't have to ask right. anybody. You don't have to seek relationship advice. You ain't got to write Dear Abby. You ain't got mm-hmm. this. You ain't got to write Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you do your work, mm-hmm. when you focus on yourself, everything else falls in line. Right. Everything right. else falls in line. Yeah. That means getting off your goddamn knees and praying for it, too. Right. Right. Know thyself. Know thyself. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, this one says, I would like to know why most men find it so hard to be honest, to come from a place of integrity when engaging women. What are we doing that causes them to be dishonest? 
As a woman, I can attempt to define the man's actions, but I am perplexed by their minds. We answered that earlier, though. When, when women ask men to be honest and they don't appreciate what their honesty looks like, they discourage it. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. you can be honest as long as I'm comfortable with whatever you're honest It looks the way I want it to look. Right. 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 Don't put don't conditions see. on his honesty. When he's honest, believe exactly. him. Don't put exactly. conditions on it. Don't say, I want you to be exactly. honest, but tell me what I want to hear. And then you're mad right. when they tell you what you want to hear. Well, do you want honesty or do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's the same thing. It's being your own worst enemy. It's saying you want something but unable to produce that very thing because you mm-hmm. really don't know right. how to radiate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like right. reading... You know, I'm going to read Jet Magazine and read an article. I want to be like that. And then you align your thoughts with being with that, thinking about what you think that looks like. And you think that that's going to bring mm-hmm. a man into your life that reflects that same thing when you're not actually that. Mm-hmm. All right. You know how many women that are, all right. I can't find no good man. And all men lie. Mm-hmm. You know why? <laughs> all men lie to you because you lie to your goddamn self. There you go. All right. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. You don't have a choice. Yeah. You don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody that interacts with you don't have a choice. They're there because you pulled them in in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. Then, you know, then you, then you have to put your hand on your head and say, what the fuck is wrong with these men? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. No, what's wrong with you? Stop asking that question. What the hell is wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. What am I, you know what I'm saying? Right. What am I placing, what am I placing validity in that really doesn't make, you know, a hill of beans that I'm, I'm you know, half of the stuff you hold as reality and truth is bullshit. And then we wonder why our relationship mm-hmm. is bullshit. Yep. You know? Yep. Bullshit. Yep, yeah. How you going to make diamonds out of bullshit? <laughs> right. <laughs> you right. figure that one out, let me know. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's going to work. Look at, you know? Right. Look at yourself make first. diamonds out of bullshit. Crazy. Right. And don't ask questions that you, you already know the answer to. Don't, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And when you're asking questions, a lot of times, you know, are you asking because you need some reassurance? Because, again, you're coming from a place of fear and security. And so, you know, tell me you love me. Tell me you love me. Tell me you love me. I love you. No, you don't. Well, you told me to tell no. you I love you, so that's why I told right. you. Right. When all indications are telling you this person does not love you or care about you or is not giving you what you need, so you try to force it into a box that it doesn't fit, and then when it comes spewing out, you're like, well, I told you I wasn't a square. You keep trying to stuff the circle in the square, and it doesn't, I'm not going to fit. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. But I'm telling you, believe me when, I'm, when, when they tell you, or, or know what you, again, if you, order, if you go to a restaurant and you order a hamburger, don't be mad when they bring you a hamburger. Don't <laughs> complain because they didn't bring you a steak. <laughs> you asked for the hamburger. You didn't ask for a steak. So know what you're asking for. And if you have to, yeah. if you're asking questions again, you already know the answer to. You can't again force or make or change someone into what they're not. If it's forced, if it again go by learn your emotions and your feelings and use those as indicators of where you are. Mm-hmm. Can't stress that enough. 
Okay, next question. When and is it okay to wife the dip off side chick's smash piece? Did you get that question again? (laughs) 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 When and is it, when, so when is it okay and is it okay to wife the, basically the side, the side piece to Uh legitimize, have a legitimate relationship, to legitimize the side piece. When is it okay and, or and or is it okay to legitimize side piece? Legitimize the side piece. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, I know a few people who have done it rather successfully to date. I know a dude that married a stripper. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean back before mm-hmm. it was popular, before 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 Kanye did it. Before the song. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I know a dude that wife a stripper. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, is, it is. Before Batman? Before Batman, yeah, before Batman, yeah, this is in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, if that's what you want to do, ahead. like, then whenever yeah. you decide it's time. Right. I think, again, it's, right. it's one of those things, people, you don't label people as, you know, you're not, you People are not defined by who they are or what they do or this is a good person or this is a bad person or the side, the side, whatever the side piece is or how you acquire the side piece. Again, it's going into a relationship honestly and even mm-hmm. for the side piece. If he got you, if you've been the side piece, if you were the side piece and you were okay with him with being the side piece, do you want to step up and quote unquote be the legitimate part of the relationship, mm-hmm. and then possibly be you know the other side of another side piece? Because again, it's how do you, how are you, are you going into the into whatever, however the relationship develops? Are you going into it openly and honestly? Are you the side piece because the relationship that's all you over want to be. all intents and purposes, or that's all you want to be. You're happy being the side piece. Mm-hmm. Are you looking to be legitimized? And maybe that's the that is the basis of the relationship. Maybe it doesn't need any more quote unquote defined legitimacy. Maybe it's that is what it is. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So again, every situation is its own. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you can't, I think the biggest mistake, the most, the, 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 the obvious mistake is people asking other people for relationship advice. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the biggest mistake there is, you know what I mean? Anytime you ask somebody else their opinion for, you know, what, what, what do you think right. about X, Y, and Z? Again, there's nothing more important than the, the, the experience of firsthand experience. Even if you do entertain someone else's idea or their perspective and and, and don't entertain it as a means to define your own Mm -hmm. or to see your gauge where it is that you are based on what society is. Society is fucked up. (laughs) Everything Mm -hmm. you you know about society is a lie. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. People can only give you their, their, 
Right. People are only going to give advice from their perception, which mm-hmm. right. is only going to do give it to them to benefit them, not you. Right. So you don't know what their motivations is behind the advice that they give you either. So. Right. You got to be careful. And, and, with that. and again, you're 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 foregoing the possibility of experiencing it for yourself. It could mean something completely different to you. You could go through mm-hmm. the exact same thing that person went through, but it may have a whole different meaning for you based on where mm-hmm. you are. Right. But again, it, it goes back to being able to sit with it and understand and see exactly where you are. Everybody trying to gauge where everybody else is. Why are men this? Why ain't men that? Why are women this? Why ain't women that? When you get to the point where you focus on what you are, again, everything else falls in line. Mm-hmm. Everything else, everything you experience falls in line based on where you are in and of yourself. Yeah. So if you can't get to the point where you're ever grounded in yourself, then stop looking for somebody else to fuck your life up with you. <laughs> That's all you're doing. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and you ain't even learning nothing out of it because you're not even looking close enough to see. Damn, everyone in fell relationships is a lesson. Now. <laughs> yeah. And the mm-hmm. lesson ain't all men mm-hmm. are gone. Absolutely. <laughs> right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Right. You know, you gotta get you gotta get on. You have to be humble enough to sit down with your goddamn self and look at yourself honestly. Right. Honestly. Yes. You know. And that's what it's all about. It's uh, being authentic as possible, being as honest as possible, Absolutely. being able to Absolutely. look at yourself as honestly Absolutely. and as accurately as possible. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Okay, we've got, we still have two questions and about three minutes left. So if you are listening and you want to stay on the call, we'll probably we'll finish off in the after hours most likely since we only have three minutes left. But if you want to call in and you're listening online, um, call in if you want to get the end of the show. It's 347-215-8639. Thank you for joining us. And um, you can listen to the rest of the show in the archives, which will be immediately after the show. But um, call in if you don't want to get cut off in about two minutes. Um, If not, thank you for listening. Listen to us on the archives on BlueClick, or you can send us an email at BlueClick at Gmail. Catch us on Facebook, um, the BlueClick. You can leave us a um, comment at Blog Talk or on rate us on iTunes. Listen to us on iTunes or on Blog Talk. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, okay. The last two questions is this one is kind of. This one's kind of like the other one, but it says, what kind of girl makes the best girlfriend? A mystery woman who knits and goes to book clubs or the one who can sit and drink a beer and watch the game with? So to me it sounds like one who is, you know, maybe does more, I don't know, more of a girl, and her one of them is more of one of the guys. She makes the best girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's a dualistic question. I mean, that's not yeah. even a real question. You could you could have mm-hmm. somebody who does none or both at the same time, or that mm-hmm. those two things and something extra. Uh, it's all a question of what you're looking for, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're a super sports person and you have every sport on at the same time, and you're always at golf field and you're always going to the games, and you want somebody who's going to enjoy those things and accompany you. 
then that's going to be, um, you know, the best partner for you. If you don't do any of those things, you're not going to want somebody to, you know, to drink a beer. I don't know. A lot of, I don't. A lot of men want to, like, maybe want to separate those two things. Maybe I want my girlfriend on this side part of my life, and I want my guy friends on this part of my life. I don't know. I don't know if it's more of a compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. I only want you at this part of my of relationship. Do these things at home or these family things, and then I want to do these things with my friends, and I want to hang out with you. I don't know. I don't know. I guess, again, that's an individual thing, I guess. It's a a stage thing. It's a stage thing. It's a stage thing. I mean, a lot can be said about um, um, male camaraderie and all of that good stuff, but I think the more, as you get older and the more uh, confident you become in, in yourself, I think you desire the attention of the opposite sex more than you do the same sex. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As it relates to, like, guys who used to hang out with their buddies all the time and then get married, and now they stay at home. I think when you begin to appreciate the the the, the, the interplay between the sexes, it's like, okay, cool. I don't need to hang out with the dude. Uh-huh. This is just me speaking. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because when, you, when it functions and you see it functioning, you know, in its proper context, it's like, whoa. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hanging uh-huh. out with the fellas and drinking a beer don't get me this. You know, I mean, there are uh-huh. times when you want to hang out and just relax and just, you know. But but it doesn't take precedence over understanding how those two complement one another when they're actually functioning correctly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When they're I have heard. Um... correctly. Yeah, I have heard when, when guys will say, like, that when they'll see, like, there's a, a a woman, an attractive woman, and she likes sports and she knows a lot about sports and she's talking sports, and they're like, wow, you're like the perfect woman. You can, you know, I can hang out with you. I can hang out with you just like I can hang out with my friends, and, you know, you're, you know, a girl too. So it's, you know, I think that's maybe where that comes from. Like, again, being that all around everything or feeling like I want to I want to be the ultimate woman, so I want to be, you know, somebody who you can hang out with and get dirty with and drink a beer with and test, test with, and, and then I want to be a lady too. I think it's, all, I think it's kind of intertwined with that same question, the, the freak in the sheets and the lady in the streets kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, when you get <laughs> comfortable, so you don't have to ask. It is what it is. Right. Right. It is what it right. is. I think yeah. looking back, looking back. And there are a lot of women. women yeah, there are a lot of women before pretend to like sports because right. they think it makes them right. more attractive. Yeah, there's that bait again, that trap that they're laying. Uh-huh, <laughs> right. right. They'll sit and pretend, yeah. yeah, they'll pretend I like sports and, oh, I like this and sit and what, and they hate it every minute of it, but I need to do this and all that, you know. They'll think but, but that I'm a honest man, though. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yep. You want an honest man, though. Exactly. You ain't being honest, but you want an honest man. That's right. You know, right. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. He's faking him. He's reading the reading the, Look at the ESPN. The, the right. Point. Yeah. Right. Yep. Let me just read up on the news so I can be involved in the... Or the whole trap, right, yeah, like, um, 
just just to learn enough so that I can be involved in the conversation so that he'll notice me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can set my trap. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Oh, wow. The webs. The webs, Louise. Um, and last yeah. question, last but not least. Is getting head really that important? Depends on who's giving it. <laughs> There's a lousy head out there. Man. There's a lousy dome piece out there, man. Oh. <laughs> I'd say it's pretty damn important. I think it's a it's a wonderful gift that you can give, <laughs> and you can really invest in just. I, <laughs> Learning that uh, skill. Is there bad hair? Okay, is there bad hair? Because, uh, again, women have been, men, they say men like blowjobs so much that there really isn't any bad hair, but there is bad hair? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you got to think about it, man. It's, this is a very pretty sensitive area. You know what I'm saying? Man, your penis is very sensitive. So you got somebody that. If you say it's a size mismatch, you know what I'm mean? saying? And, and mm-hmm. she can't open her mouth completely and get her teeth oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Oh. If, 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 she, if she's able to do that, but she can't sustain it for a long period of time, what's the use of doing it if you're going to do it for 30 seconds? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 oh, go ahead. Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I give y'all a tip? Can I give ladies a tip while I'm on, on talking about heads? You can't keep fucking uh-huh. around the head. <laughs> you can't uh-huh. just, you know, you, that's irritating. Yeah. That's irritating. That's very yeah. irritating. That's like somebody just licking your clitoris right at, just, you know. Yeah, it's just a big clitoris. Okay, it. ladies, it's, it's a big, yeah. big clitoris. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's irritating. That it's is very irritating. irritating. Oh. Okay, I got it. Right, right. <laughs> so, yes, there is bad head. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> You want to target the sensitive area, so that's what I think that's the mismatch, is you think that, oh, this is a sensitive area. You're supposed to target the sensitive area. Okay. Wow, well, no. That's why. Okay. You target it, but then you got to move away from it. You can't stay with the... It gets some irritated. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I hope I hope uh, y'all took some notes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we're going to go ahead, and that was the last question. I hope everybody's got their questions answered, too, so we didn't get any new questions in. Um, last, let's do last thoughts. So, um, Sean, last thoughts. Um, trust yourself. Know yourself. Know thyself, first and foremost. <clears throat> you know, and everything else falls in place. That's mm-hmm. You know, get that Absolutely. right. Instead of going around trying to find the perfect this and trying to define whether or not there are good men or there are good women or whatever, define yourself. Define yourself. You define yourself. You're rooted in that, and then whatever you need to support that will show up in your face. That's the relationship vice of the millennium right there. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aaron, your last thoughts. 
and be yeah. on that. When you love someone completely, and you know, you know when you love someone completely, uh, then you open your, you can leave yourself open up to do what you need to do to, to keep the relationship alive and to make mm-hmm. it work. And when you are fully loving all sides of someone, there are more ways for the relationship to work than for it to fall apart if you just mm-hmm. put yourself in that spectrum and, and open yourself up to the ways that it can work. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, and I would say. Just think about all the people who say that they want that, but aren't able to really align themselves with with, with what Aaron was just talking about. You know what I mean? You want all of these things, uh-huh. but you're too afraid and too this and too that to actually right. experience those things. And you wonder why you never experience them. Because your fear repels right. it. Fear repels all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. All of it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so you right. can't, those people that, that, that want all of this romantic love and this, this love that never fails and all of this kind of stuff are too afraid to do what it takes to get it. Right. They're too afraid. Right. And then they right. want to know they have all of these shows about relationships and why they fail. They're too afraid to mm-hmm. really open up mm-hmm. and have a mm-hmm. genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it takes great risk in order to open yourself up, in order to receive right. it. Yeah. Right. You can't receive it if you're not willing to open yourself up. And it takes great right. risks to open yourself up. So you can't right. be afraid to risk being vulnerable. Right. And I think that would be my last my last thought is you have to get to a place where you are willing to be vulnerable. You can't have nope. Nope. a love genuine love relationship that everybody everybody wants without being vulnerable. You can't be guarded. One can't exist without the other. You can't be guarded and allow love in. Yeah. And if you're vulnerable and you will you, it does risk being hurt, but it's that's what that's what real feelings and emotions are is being open to every, being open to everything. You can't just accept all the good feelings and block out the bad ones. You're open to all of it. Being open is being open. But as the more authentic you are, and the more truthful, and the more honest you are with yourself, the more of those things that you want, you're going to draw to you. But as long as you're acting from a place of insecurity and fear. That's what you're going to attract, something that is going to cause you to have more insecurity and fear. Mm-hmm. What you're putting out there is what you're going to get back. So if you're constant, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're looking for love in a rampant, an environment that's rampant with fear and insecurity, you're going to find a relationship that is going to feed your insecurities and that fear. So you have to go into it, again, knowing yourself, knowing what you want, being confident that you are enough and you're not looking for anything to complete you. You're not looking at anything to fulfill you. You're not looking for anybody to save you because you're whole or you're working on being whole or you know that you're the only thing that can heal you is you from the inside. You'll attract what you, you'll attract what you want, not what you feel that you need 
but you'll attract something that is going to help you in more of a spiritual partnership that's going to help you to grow rather than to something that you think may complete you because nothing can complete you but you. So be vulnerable, be brave, know you thyself would be my last my last thought. So this was good. This was fun. You I want to say thank you to everybody who was listening, the two people who were listening. <laughs> thank you to the Blue Click. <laughs> and um, thank you, Aaron and Sean, for, um, again, another great show. And subscribe if you guys haven't already subscribed. So you will get notifications of the next show. So Blog Talk, if you want to listen live or and or iTunes, if you want to, um, you know, listen on the archives when it's convenient for you. You can send us a message anytime at blueclick at gmail.com. Um, rate us on Facebook. It will make people be able to see us better. Um, so, And if you have any show ideas, go ahead and send them in. We would love to hear from you. So. Thank you guys very much, and until next time. Oh, there I go, messing up the production side again. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) 